Film enthusiasts, and welcome to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We talk motorcycles powered by those V-Twins, what fuels our passion, why you enjoy it so much. V-Twin Life is brought to you by these two great companies, Crashing Clothing and Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you want to add some comfort to your ass when you're out riding, whether you're a 400 mile guy, or maybe a guy that's pushing a thousand plus, or female rider for that matter, hey, check out wild-ass.com and add some comfort to your ass. Can't forget Crashing Clothing, that Northwest brand out of the Pacific Northwest. Hey, these guys got a lot of great stuff from t-shirts to hats, raincoats, you name it. Hey, they can get you covered. Check out CrashingClothing.com. Now, let's dive into another milepost of the V-Twin Life. Hey, what's up everybody and welcome back to the V-Twin Life here on YouTube. We got Milepost 66 with the bam bam show i'm sure you guys seen this guy on tiktok i think he's better known as mr miller light there he is here you know why not the guy's got a great bike so why not you know dive into a little bit of bam bam's background and, and dive into motorcycles because you know he's posted a lot of pictures on social media instagram tiktok and know he enjoys the ride plus you know enjoys that good beer so hey let's dive into another mile post hey thanks bam bam for coming on and, and wanting to kind of shoot the breeze and uh talk some bikes hey thanks for having me appreciate it yeah so let's you know i guess we can start at the beginning so when did you uh get into bikes now where what time when in life did you uh get that bug so well had to bug forever but uh i'm a, i'm i'm a i guess i'm a newbie i just started riding uh, about three years ago uh got my first bike in april of uh 19 so just uh coached coached a lot of sports uh Coached high school football, junior high softball, always coached the kids. And once they got out of school is when I got the bike, had time to do it. And uh, that's basically all we've been doing ever since for the last three years. Nice. So, you know, what was your first bike that got you into it? Uh, the first bike I bought in 19 was a, uh, a Road King Special, the uh, Salt Denim White, which was super cool but uh, and put a lot of miles on it. In two and a half years, uh, I think we was up to around twenty five thousand in two years, which is a lot for me being new. <laughs> no, that's freaking good. Uh, I hear there's plenty of people that don't put that much on their bike in a lifetime. So, but yeah, you you can go through you know Craigslist that marketplace. You can see bikes you know ten ten plus years old that have five to ten thousand miles, and I I don't know. I just think you've had it that long or that old, and it's like why. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't get it, but I mean, maybe some people buy them just not to ride as much, or I don't know. Sometimes I get I get mind boggled with it, but to each their own. Yeah, they just want them sitting in their garage to look good. I guess I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. So did you buy that one brand new? Uh, we did. Uh, we went the the we went to the the dealership. The wife said, "Let's go, let's go look at them." She didn't have to tell me twice, and. Uh, so we got to the dealership and uh, was actually looking at the road glide or street glide. And uh, I always loved white and they had the white road king there. And the guy actually tried to talk me out of buying it. He's like, no, nah, you need the fairing. You need this, you need that. And I was like, no, nah, I need that white one. So uh, we went to road king and loved it, but we actually did a lot more riding than I anticipated that we were going to do. So um, we switched over to the, the road glide this April. Um, 
and went with the uh, 22 Rogue Glide Special and, and love it so far. Now, you've been getting that all decked out with Advin Black. Yeah, I, uh, I reached out to them and got a, got a few items for it. Uh, probably will get a few more. Um, my brother and a few guys I ride with, they, uh, they got like the chop tour packs and, and stuff from Advan Black, and they, uh, they're actually super nice. I don't have, I actually got a Harley tour pack on mine, but I would have had no problem going with the Advan Black tour pack. Uh, and then I, I got the Advan Black seat. I believe mine is the uh, Cobra. Got a little gel insert and uh, got the uh, tour pack and the bag liners that uh, do. Uh, they have red stitching, so it matches the paint. I think they got three or four colors they use: uh, white, blue, yellow, red. I'm sure they're coming out with more. But. See, uh, some bikes I think do look really good with the chop packs. I mean, my dad has one on his 19 road glide, and it it does look sharp. I mean, I. I basically think you can call it the full size. I I got the Harley Tour Pack too, but I don't know if I could go to the you know the Chop Pack or the Razor Pack. I mean, it seems I always got mine fucking full of shit. Yeah, so a few people gave me some crap. It's like you're getting the King Tour Pass. Like, yeah, because I'm getting a Tour Pack to use it. Right. So I wanted the big one that way. You know, I'm not because believe me, the last. The last few big trips we've done, the first one we did out to Sturgis, my buddy had so much shit in there, he couldn't even close his. So I yeah. wanted the big one. That way I ain't got to worry about it. And I'd rather have more room than not enough room. Exactly. And I actually, last year, I purchased the uh, Kimimoto Tour Pack Bay because I got the luggage rack on top of mine, the black rack. Because, I mean, my bike's all vivid black, you know, that, like everything black. Right. BBM, black bikes matter. But, uh, and with having that Kimmy tour pack bag, it's nice. It's made, it clips right on all four corners of your luggage rack. It expands. And, you know, there's times like you, you're not sure if you're going to need it, but you can throw it in the tour pack. Right. I mean, it'll flatten out because it's soft. You can literally keep it on the bottom. And it's like, you know, if you're on a trip, you never know. You pick up more stuff, you're grabbing things. And it's easy, you know, pipe, pop out the tour pack bag, stick it on the top. And, you know, you can pile more stuff in it to bring back home. Or, hell, I, I'm sure like you, I mean, I've, plenty of times gone to the grocery store and load up the bike with groceries because if it's nice why drive my fucking truck i'd rather hop on the bike because i know how much crap i can pile on that thing yeah if it's uh if it's not raining here i mean and we we've rode in the rain plenty i don't choose to i mean if i'm right if i'm going somewhere and it's raining i get in the car but if it's nice here we we usually take the bike anywhere we go or or i go or it's hard she don't I don't, I don't get too far out of the driveway without her chasing me wanting to go too. So she's, <laughs> she's usually with me, which is fine. Actually, I, I, I love her being with me. So. Yeah. Here's one. So, uh, cruising, I'm guessing must be Connecticut CT. Well, so how many beers can you fit in your tour pack? Uh, well, I tested that out the other day and there was, uh, <laughs> there was 66 in there and I could have probably crammed about eight more. So, but 66 felt Packed really comfortably in there. I know if but, they're still in the boxes, I can get two 18 packs and a 12 pack of pounders in the tour pack and shut the lid, no problem. Right. Yeah, that was just a, a goof off video. I'm sure I'm never going to have 66 beers in my tour pack, but unless I'm going somewhere to stay, you know. Yeah. 
Well, plus, in that way, I, I'll usually just pack them in the box, but you never know. Hey, you know, you can drill a little hole, put a little rubber hose and seal it, and you fill the thing with ice, too, and then just let it drain. I don't right, know. Right. Yeah, but yours is lined, so I wouldn't want to do that with yours. Right, right. Now, our our first trip out to Sturgis, my wife didn't ride out. She flew out, so I took a uh, a uh, is an Arctic backpack cooler, mm-hmm. and I, I kept it pretty much filled, but I put that on the back seat and actually used it as a uh, – a backrest, which worked out great. And, uh, every morning we would, uh, cause we took like, uh, uh, we didn't go straight from, uh, Ohio to South Dakota. We went through, uh, we were stopping in, uh, uh, Dodge city, uh, Kansas, and then going on up to, uh, Colorado Springs for a day. Then we went to Cheyenne for a day and then we went up to, uh, uh, Sturgis, but uh, so every morning, you know, we'd fill that cooler up, and by the time we got where we were going, we had several cold beers ready and worked out great. Plus, I had a super great large backrest. <laughs> That's nice, and I know with mine, I mean, I, I got the backrest, which is nice, but it's like, you know, we're getting ready to we'll be heading over to South Dakota in a couple weeks, and my son's gonna ride with me. And I was telling him, I said, God, I, you know, my dad still has the old tea bag. For his bike, I said, no, we can put it on my son's uh, V-Star. I said, put it on backwards. It'll sit on the back seat. And I said, you can pack it and close on that, and you can use that as a backrest. It would be yeah. super comfortable. Yeah, it worked great, actually. I loved it. I just leaned back and yep. get on down the road. I used to do that yeah. a lot with my old bike when I, well, I didn't have a backrest. So I'd always borrow my dad's teabag because it had the duffel bag you clip on top to you could have massive storage but if you instead of running it normal how you'd go over your sissy bar and sit on your luggage rack you just stick it on backwards so it sits on the back seat and it made for a great backrest absolutely yes yeah i i I wish i didn't take it the last year the wife so she heard about our stories on the way out so all the wives rode out with us then they flew home They flew home, but they wished they had rode back with us. But uh, so I didn't have the cooler, and uh, on the way back, I wished I'd, I wished I'd have had it. But I, which I did have a, a backrest I was using. But that the the big full size cooler leaning up against that. Plus, it was pretty cool. You know, it was it was cold on your back, so it felt pretty good. That probably wouldn't be bad at times, and you know, long distance kind of keeping it cool and whatnot and you know, kind of almost like icing it over you know you spend right. a lot of time riding you know many hours a day you know having something cool almost like ice in your back probably would be goddamn nice it, it, it was pretty nice <laughs> so now have you you know had much adjustment going from the road king to your road glide uh the only thing the only thing kind of strange to me right now is i can't see my front tire and uh turning and stuff like that you know a little tight turns or whatever it's a little bit different but it, i mean it's fine um and then pulling in the garage pulling in the garage is i could see everything in front of me when i pull up because i you know i got a tight fit in my garage now i'm guessing but other than that i love everything about it better i mean you know they're the same bike from the neck back but yeah uh the fairing is uh is super Super cool, love it. Love the little, uh, love the little uh, glove boxes up front too. You, you know, you can throw throw a couple little things in there. And I think the big thing for me, like 
going to the the road glide, especially the first few times at night. Like same thing, pulling in my driveway or putting the bike in the garage where you turn the handlebars, but your headlight wouldn't go with you. It, it took a minute, you know, a little bit yeah. for for that adjustment because you know you, you got that now you get the fixed fairing and it it took a little bit, but I don't think I could ever go away from it. Now I'm I freaking love it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think I would. I mean, I knew I'd like it, but I didn't think it would be a drastic uh, improvement. And like yeah. I said, I, I loved my road kick. And uh, if I had all kinds of money, I would have kept it and bought this. But that, that ain't how I can operate. <laughs> so. Right. I've always been a fan of the Road Kings. Even the Road King Custom with the big 10-inch headlight, I've always loved the looks of that one. Absolutely. And, yeah, like you, I've always been a fan of the Road Kings. They're sharp-looking bikes. You know, they're it is a great touring platform for a guy that wants that, I don't know if you can go minimalistic-type bike. You know, you don't got to use get the windshield, pack it up and just go. I mean, you get the hard bags that, like I said, it's the same fairing or same fairing, excuse me, same frame. Right. And, you know, you still get the hard bags if you want them. I know, I think you can get the option if guy wanted leather, but I don't know me, I'd rather take the hard bags and yeah, and just go. I know a lot of guys that have Road Kings and absolutely love them and they are a good bike. Yeah. And my, my, my wife, she was a tough sell at first when, when I started talking about getting a new one because she, she loved the white and it did get a lot of, you know, a lot of head turns. People love the white denim. Uh, but the red line red is, I, I think it's fire. It's sharp. Oh, it's a beautiful color. Absolutely. Especially, you know, you, you get all the stuff, like, you know, with yours, you open the saddlebags with all the, you know, the Advent black liners in them and all the matching stitching. It is sharp looking. It looks good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Just now, have you done much what, what with else your... to start adding? Ah, lighting. You know, start changing up your lights. It's, you know, maybe get some custom dynamics yeah. in it. And... That's uh, that's probably next, I, I think. Not not sure. Um, I know we talked about uh, putting LEDs all around and uh, getting a light for the tour pack. Um, the turn signals, all that. Now, are, are you, say, you know, a, a half-helmet kind of guy, or do, you, or do you go with a, you know, full face? What's your – or I don't know if uh, Ohio has helmet laws or whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, we, we don't have a we don't have a, a helmet law here, so we're, like, pick and choose when we wear one. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, if we're going to do a long trip on the interstate, which I know the interstate don't matter, uh, we'll usually throw our helmets on. Um, like, riding out to Sturgis, we wore – it's just the minimal. Uh, yeah. Just a little skull, skull helmet. Um, but we're talking about, I do have a full face that I, that I wear like in the winter, but, uh, I don't like it with my, with my leather on. Cause I can't turn my, I ain't, I ain't got no neck if you can't tell. <laughs> so I can't turn my head very well. And, uh, with the, with all the gear on and stuff, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like from here to Sturgis, the only uh, actually there ain't no state that we go through that has a helmet law. Uh, here at the end of the month, we're going down to Blue Ridge Parkway, uh, uh, starting in Tennessee, and excuse me, so Tennessee has a helmet law. So, and we'll just wear our helmets the whole time. I mean, from when we leave here to get back, we'll, we'll have them on. But um, 
that'll just be wearing the, the half shell or, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Now, do you guys have so, the helmet law? Yeah, you got to have them up here. And I, I did the half helmet for quite a while, and then last year I went to the modular. I, I really like having the modulars nice. Then you know I got the uh, Lexan comm unit, so my wife, you know, she's got one her helmet. I got one of mine. So if we want, we can chat back and forth, or you know, just jam out your music your helmet or plus you know i mean with mine i got the stereo in the bike too but it it's nice to have options i guess yeah now we we've been talking about doing that just going ahead and getting the, the full face to where uh we get the digital stuff to where we can talk to each other um that way she ain't hollering at me all the time <laughs> they are nice i mean like the lexons you got two different options they come with different microphones you can solid mount or you can get a little boomstick inside or whatnot i guess you could call it but i'm really impressed with them and they are good and i like you know in the summertime i got a little you know skull helmet that i'll wear if it's super hot i'd rather not go with the full face right. just when it's super hot but most time especially when it's cold man it you get in the colder temperatures oh it's such a huge difference having that full face i think you actually almost always stay warmer because you're not getting all that air just beating your face when it's freezing cold yeah, so that's that's when I wear my my full face there is, and it, it makes a huge difference. <laughs> you can oh, stay it does, out a little absolutely. Longer. True. So, when did you get the bug when it came to you know wanting to really tour? Did it take very long after you got your you know having the road king where you really got into decide? Hey, I, I enjoy traveling by bike. Or um, had no idea. We was out over. Uh, we had a couple friends over out the pool and. Uh, uh, my wife and her friend went done something and me and my buddy was sitting there and uh, Sturgis was actually going on and uh, he, he he's like yeah when I was out there I was like have you been there? He's like yeah I was like I don't I, was like, I don't see me ever doing that I don't think that my wife would really be interested in and as a joke when they walked back in I was like hey we're going to Sturgis next year and she's like alright so that was that and, <laughs> we we started playing them and uh, I think we booked a cabin like a week later and uh now uh we've rode to uh Nashville, uh Sturgis twice, uh getting ready to do Blue Ridge. Uh, I've been to Tennessee a couple times, Kentucky several times. Um that's awesome. But yeah, that's I mean that's what we want to do. We want to um Every every chance we get, we want to do overnighters or something like that. You know? And then me and uh, me and my brother and two buddies, uh, hopefully here within the next month, are going to do the uh, the Iron Ash Challenge. Uh, we just haven't decided on where to do it. You know, which way to go, north, south, east, or west yet. We're just so gonna... now, when you do yours, are you going to go out and back? Or are you going to choose a destination and do a thousand out? <clears throat> uh, I think we're just going to do. Do around five hundred out and five hundred back. Okay. Just do it. Do a one day or yeah. Because I figure if we win a thousand out, we got to do a thousand back. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, you, you make it three days. You do a thousand out and then take two days to come back. Right. Right. Yeah. We've we've discussed all of them. I think we all kind of kind of landed on the uh, just just go ahead and do five hundred out, like uh, Mem- Memphis from. Uh, from my driveway, Memphis is 497 miles. 
and uh, you got two options on the route you could take. So we'll, we'll do if we choose Memphis, we'll do one route out, one route back. Um, DC is actually almost exactly 500 miles as well, but you know by the time you got into DC traffic, you're going to be yeah you know consuming too much time. Um, another another one that's about 500 miles is uh, um, the Upper Peninsula. There, I can't even think of the city um, in Michigan, Mackinac, Mackinac City. Oh, okay. Um, Michigan, that's just straight up 75, which we were trying trying to avoid just getting somewhere and going straight and turn around, and coming straight back. You know. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully, we do that here. Here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I did that. I did one. I think it's been two years. So I did the first one. I did through the ride one K in a day. It's another society that does the same thing. And then August, I'm getting ready to do the uh, bun burner 1500. I'm going to do the goal is 1600 miles in 36 hours. I'm doing that one for mile monsters, raising money for uh Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, which is fatal in to young boys and so the mile monsters you know raises money and funds to help these young boys live the best life they can so i published my fundraiser last week and my ride's going to be august 20th i'm going to go through uh the cascade mountains across six mountain passes in washington from the canadian border going down to oregon and then over mount hood and then come up the washington coast and it's like 1620 miles and the goal is do it in less than 36 hours Nice. That'd be awesome. So that'll be a good one. I mean, you know, people already, you know, getting in and, you know, donating money to it, which is awesome. And, you know, Mile Monsters is an awesome, awesome organization. Yeah. So that'll be a lot uh, of fun. Absolutely. So how far are you from, uh, like, South Dakota? Uh, Sturgis for me is like 1,250 miles away. Okay. So I think, I think we're like 13, maybe. Or maybe eighteen. I'm. I've been looking at so many destinations lately. I forget what's what. Oh, I know. You know, it's been doing the same thing, mapping out because we're taking off for a seven day trip. We're going to Sturgis uh, June. I leave June twenty third in like three weeks. We'll be there for a weekend for the big Hokahe, uh motorcycle event. Ten day. It's a the biggest endurance charity ride. It's nice. ten days, ten thousand miles. You have fourteen days to be a finisher of it. And I, you know, I'm going to go over there and meet a lot of guys that I've had on the podcast. I've had nine of the top ten finishers from 2020, plus Craig Johnson, the owner of Wild Ass. He's riding it this year. So I'll go, you know, be able to meet face-to-face a bunch of guys I've had on here and, you know, have a lot of fun. Plus, it would be cool to be able to check out a lot of the sites in South Dakota when there's not a million other guys there when it comes to no Sturgis. You know, see some of the sites when it's not quite as crowded. And it's going to be an awesome trip. I'm super excited. Plus, my son's going and – Got another buddy from here and lives in town with me while well, he's actually 40 miles west down the town of Forks. But uh, Seth's Repentance, he's riding up from Texas. We're going to meet up in uh, at Grizzly Harley-Davidson in Missoula in Montana. And he's going to hang out for the weekend. And we got a cabin rented over in Sturges. And it's going to be a good time. I'm looking well, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we definitely talked about going, going back to the Sturges area, not during the rally. So when you do you remember where you stayed when you rented a cabin over there by chance? Uh, we stayed in in Leed, which is just north of uh, Deadwood. Oh, okay. Um, 
awesome cabin, but uh, they don't really uh, give you the exact location till the day of. You know, you oh, can see the nice. you can see the uh, <laughs> you can see the pic. You know, you see the cabin and all that. Right. But, uh, so when we got there, it was a, a gravel road up about two miles up a mountain. <laughs> so, oh, so other than other than going into your uh, cabin and leaving, it, it was great. You know. Yeah. And then and last year we just stayed in downtown Deadwood at the uh, uh, Gold Dust, uh, which that was actually awesome. We uh, parked right there. Excuse me. Parked right there at the uh, the hotel. They got a little parking lot across the street. Parked there. Uh, went and done all the rides. Parked the bike. Went and had a couple beers. And went to bed. Got up. Did it all over again. Super cool. Awesome. Yeah, we're going to staying at the uh, the no name campground and like I think RV park. They got a bunch of cabins there. I mean, there's a bar and restaurant grill in the campground and everything so it'd be kind of cool to check it out you know maybe think of a place you know because i want to do surges if not next year be the year after but it'd be kind of nice to go over there check places out and try to get an idea of you know location of some places or you know go by and just be able to visually see and get an idea you know hey is this place kind of worth staying or you know how it is if you can see pictures online but seeing it in person i think is a little it's a big difference yeah now like as far as a place for us to uh, to hang out, we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed Deadwood uh, uh, way better than Sturgis. Um, you know, like the Iron Horse in downtown Sturgis, that was great, super cool. But Deadwood, you just had so many different options. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a little less crowded. Um, so the second year, that's why we just chose to actually stay in Deadwood. Uh, the gold dust was, and, and you know, the room there, you're you're not getting much. You're getting a bed and a TV and a shower, um, but it's clean. Yeah. It's it's clean, and, and that's nice. A good point. Uh, uh, it's newer. Uh, I mean, it, it's been redone. Uh, yeah, but it was nice to just park your bike there and be able to walk um, to. Uh, to get a bite to eat and get a few beers. Um, whereas when we had the cabin, you know, we, we didn't do, believe it or not, I don't drink a whole lot on my bike. <laughs> um, well, so, I don't either until I get to the destination where I want to go. You yeah. know, once I get parked and it's another story, you know, like with me, I mean, I, I got a commercial driver's license, so I actually fall under a different stipulation guidelines when it comes to your blood alcohol level. Right. Mine is way lower because of my commercial license. And so, you know, you really got to be careful and whatnot. So, you know, much like you, if I'm going somewhere riding, you know, stop somewhere in the middle of the afternoon and got more to go, I'm really not into having a bunch of beer just right. because I got to, you know, protect my career, my job and, and my family. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, now we'll, we'll get home after work, get cleaned up, run up to a local sports bar here and have a beer. Um, yeah. I, I got buddies that that's that's all they do is they they, they bar they bar hop on their bikes and and you know that's fine hey, be safe I hope but yeah to uh, each your own you know uh, I just I don't have enough sense to do it um, yeah there's there's a reason my brother gave me a name Bam Bam because uh, I pretty destructive and <laughs> you know I do a lot of stupid stuff without alcohol so. I don't need to be running around on a motorcycle drinking a whole bunch. Yeah. Plus, you know, I mean, 
I don't know, common sense, you're not protected like you are in a car. So, yeah, you know, something happens, it's it, it's not going to be good. You, you get in an accident on a highway to bike. So, you know, having your senses the best you can is not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to have them on there. Yeah. Actually, Chris got a good point. That's one thing I'm looking forward to is going through Deadwood. And there's a lot of history there, which I want to check out. And looking forward to just, you know, spend a lot of time over, like, you know, like I was saying, when it's not as crowded as it is during surges so hopefully you know be a lot of fun i ended up planning an extra day and everybody from the hokahe is departing at i think it's six o'clock sunday morning so you're gonna have a shit ton of people all leaving and you know have more time all, all day sunday to go check out some more sites so i want to do you know rushmore needles highway we want to go down and check out like devil's tower but also go through deadwood and see some places and try to enjoy some of the area and i'm, I'm so excited it's gonna be a blast i can't wait yeah, yeah, Deadwood is, he was right. It's like stepping back, into, even though it's its not the actual Deadwood that used to be there. I mean, it's, you know, right. that, bur- that burnt down, it's, you know, it's like a a, a, a level lower than it used to be. Um, but it's still super cool. Um, and just the history that's in that area is awesome. Yeah, very true. I want to go down and check out, I've seen some pictures, one of the, the Boar's Nest, I think it's just outside of uh, Deadwood, just south. A cool little, looks like an awesome little, you know, bar, restaurant, lounge area that I, I want to check. I noticed the um, Tulane Life was there like two weeks ago. I've yeah. seen pictures of it on their story. It's like, fuck, I got to check that place out. It just looks awesome. Yeah, there's there's so many. Have you have you not been to? I've never been over to South Dakota, no. Oh, yet. wow. Well, you're in It'll for, be my first trip. Yeah, you're in for a treat. And uh, the the best part for us was actually riding out there. Um, we had more, uh, we had more stories about our ride out than we did about being there. And, the, uh, and Sturgis was, or South Dakota was, was awesome. The, the rides, uh, Iron Mountain Road, uh, which probably personally like a little bit better than needles. Um, but our, our trip out there going through Kansas, uh, and probably one of the worst storms I've ever been in. And, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I'm really looking forward to is, you know, we're going to take some time, want to go through Wyoming and whatnot and see some sites, but is, uh, seeing the T- Grand Tetons. I mean, I've seen so many pictures and whatnot. I think it'd just be an awesome area. I want to, you know, be able to see that probably go through Jackson or I don't know if we'll go up North through Yellowstone or what area we're going to go through, but Seeing the the Grand Teton Mountains is going to be awesome when we head back home. Yeah, yeah. Because originally we the trip was going to be ours was going to be five days, and we went to six, and, and now seven. And I can't go longer than seven because I got to be back home by Wednesday. Because my other side gig, I mean, much like you, I coached baseball for many years, and then once my boys got to high school, I actually ended up going up into the booth. And now, even though they're done with baseball, I had so much fun being a baseball announcer that. I still do it for a summer uh, call. Well, there's freshman college, you know, high school seniors and whatnot, and juniors that still play in the on the summer team. But I do all their announcing, all the music for it, just because I think it really helped me when it came to doing this podcast. And I have so much oh, yeah. fun doing the doing the announcing. So I got to be back for a big four day tournament, and I'll spend you know 16 hours a day for the first three days watching baseball games and calling games and having a blast. There you go. Yeah, that, all that's good stuff right there. I, I have 
I coached for many, many years. And I miss it. There, I miss it a little bit because it takes a lot of time. It does, but me, much like you, that some of those memories, man, you you can't ever. They're awesome. You know, a lot of stuff you can look back on. I mean, with our, our boys, you know, doing baseball, and our my daughter doing horses, and plus she did volleyball, and you know, we found so many hole in the wall places, little towns that have. There's no way we would ever found them if it wasn't for all the activities and sports that our kids oh, did, yeah. going traveling. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we've done all that for many many years, and like I said, uh, I'm glad it's over. I miss it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I totally agree. Miss it, but yeah, it was it was some awesome times and fun adventures. But you know, now it's like the years transitioning over to, you know, doing baseball announcing and whatnot is so much fun. Plus when it gets, you know, kind of chilly, the weather sucks. I'm in a closed off booth. I can still say warm and people might be huddled up in blankets, but I'm good. There you go. So what's your next, you know, I know you're talking about you guys got a trip coming up soon or. Yeah. Doing the, uh, well, we're calling it our blue Ridge parkway, which is, uh, our first night leaving here, uh, go to Knoxville, Tennessee. And then the, uh, uh, from there, we'll go to uh, Maggie Valley, North Carolina. And there's actually a, uh, a motorcycle museum there in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. And then, have you, uh, I don't know being out that far west, but there's a, there's a ride. And uh, I, it's... I think it might begin in like Cherokee, North Carolina. It's called uh, Tell the Dragon. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've heard of that. It, it's on my list someday. I do want to check out the Tale of the Dragon, and plus the whole Blue Ridge Parkway. And there's a lot of areas I'd love to go through. I mean, Tennessee, like, same with the Ozarks. And I've always been a big history person, so I'd love to get down through the south and all that and just be able to spend some time around and, and ride around down there. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, it is uh Super cool area. Haven't been through the Smokies on my bike yet. We, I mean, we've been through there plenty of times. You know, it's, it's like five hours from us. Um, but excited to get down there on the bike. Excited to do the Tale of the Dragon. My brother and a few buddies did uh, did the Tale of the Dragon last year and uh, and loved it. Um, from what I understand, you need to get there early in the morning on a weekday, or uh, or you're competing with. Uh, a lot of sport bikes and sports cars. They uh, they time themselves to to get up and down, get up and down the tail of the dragon. And uh, I'm I'm not about that life. I, I like to get right. into the corners and stuff, but I don't need to go as fast as I can go. <laughs> Very true. I, I totally agree with that. It should be a, should be a good trip. So, how long is it for you to get down to North Carolina from where you're at? Uh, to get to uh, to get to like Gatlinburg, North Carolina, or Gatlinburg and Cherokee, North Carolina, is about five and a half hours on the bike. I'd say six and a half. Um, yeah. And then to do, I'm not sure how much of the Blue Ridge we're going to do because I believe the Blue Ridge goes. I mean, it goes all the way over into Virginia or Maryland or something like that, but. Um, I think we're going to do it for two days. So go as far east as we get for two days with basically a lot of stops. 
Um, yeah. Enjoy and then it. just come up, come back uh, north from wherever that is. Uh, we only got the first, uh, the first two nights booked of that trip. So, uh, the rest of it is hope and a prayer. Wherever we stop, we can find a room, which is, uh, that's how I did the whole trip to Sturgis. The, the first year we went, I didn't book one and I knew we was taking four days to go. I didn't book one room. Uh, I just wait till we get done riding and try to find one. And I guess if we don't find one, we'll lean up on the bikes <laughs> and take a nap. See, that's but, like our trips. Like I have everything booked come, going over and plan was coming back. It's like, you know, ride till you feel like stopping it and find a place to stay. Yeah. So actually, Dallas like, Face got a, a good question. He's like, you know, where are you at? He must have missed it in the beginning. Okay, I'm in, uh, it's a small town, uh, Franklin, Ohio. We're uh, we're about 30 minutes north of Cincinnati, Ohio. There you go, Dallas. <laughs> but, so yeah, and we got, we got a lot of great rides around here. Um, like I said, once you get up a little bit east of Columbus, or basically – East of us, anywhere you're going, you're heading towards Pennsylvania, then West Virginia, and uh, you start getting into uh, a little bit of hills. Then once you get into West Virginia, you know you're in the mountains. Um, that was one of our options for yesterday. There's a little place in uh, on the Huntington, West Virginia, called Hillbilly Hot Dogs, and uh, we was either going to ride over there, which is about a about a three and a half hour ride. We was going to ride there, grab a hot dog and come back, you know, but we ended up going uh, north, going east of Columbus and hanging out in Hocking Hills. They got waterfalls, stuff like that. You know, this is a good day trip. Oh, there you go. So what's the farthest west you've been? Is that would be Sturgis then? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Which, while we was there, we went over to uh, Devil's Tower, which was about another hour west. But yeah, that's right on the bike. I mean, I've, I've I've flown to California, but, uh, as far as on the bike, uh, Sturgis, you know, South Dakota is it, uh, wow. Uh, I'm thinking his battery might've died. Well, shit. That really sucks. Now we'll see if he comes back. So what's everybody else got going on? Got Dallas. He's been chiming in. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. You know, post some questions. I try to get them up there and, you know, get them get them answers as I can. You know, the best I can. It's a lot of fun. I this stuff is is really fun, and you know, getting to meet a lot of these other people and everybody. It's it's been awesome. You know, all you guys that tune in to follow, and you know, a lot of you guys are always here in the in the side chat, which is really cool. And you know, following along this adventure, it's been a lot of fun. So we'll see if Bam Bam comes back. What about anybody else over here? You guys got any uh, any adventures coming up? Wait to see. I know the only one I got going on is a, a trip to South Dakota for the Hoka Hay going, but I'm sure we'll get some good day trips going on here this summer also. Plus, I will do a video. I got one coming up here soon uh, about my uh, Mile Monsters ride. That's going to be coming here. I'll do a video. It's going to be coming up on YouTube soon. You know, if you guys got any want any questions answered you know you also can go to the v twin life's facebook page there the uh charity and the information is all posted and pinned at the top of the feed for the v twin life for the mile monsters ride so that's gonna be a lot of fun 
And a challenge. I mean, doing 1,600 plus miles in 36 hours all of it through the uh, country. Oh, Bam Bam's oh. back. Hey, there we go. Oh, I don't know what happened there. It just went off. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, shit, maybe his battery died. No, everything's good. I don't. I have no clue what happened. Oh, that was too good. Ah, no worries, man. Leave Apologize for Laconia. on that. Oh, Laconia would be good. Oh, shit, no worries, buddy. So, but, okay, I got to know. Well, what's the deal with Miller Lite? You just a big fan, or you know, you got a, you got yourself a Miller um, Lite deal that nobody knows about? I do. Miller Lite won't even talk to me, so no, I don't have a deal. <laughs> uh, they they send me shit, and they want me to make videos, but when it comes time to, uh, hey, how about this or this or this, they don't even respond. But anytime they got a new product, they'll sure send me an email. Hey, would you like to have this and do a video? So. Yeah, but other than that, they they won't even they won't even respond to an email or a message or a comment or nothing. <laughs> so oh, they just shit. they just use me. <laughs> they just use you and abuse you. Hey, but you know if, if you get free beer, shit, free beer is free beer. I get. Uh, they've given me a few hats, a jacket, a t-shirt. Uh, Christmas ornaments and one 12 pack. So, <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me, the charcoal, the, 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 they made some charcoal this year. They just, I've seen that. that. That looks pretty freaking cool. Yeah. I haven't used it yet. Uh, I've done a video showing that, you know, they, they have it. I'll probably do a video this week actually cooking with it. So do you but, get the beer can ornaments? Yeah. Yeah, those so things are that, freaking awesome. I've seen a few people well, little ads come up and whatnot. I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so apparently they uh, they didn't make very many of them because they sold out in like the first five minutes, and then they done another one the day later and sold out in like the first five minutes. I had like two thousand messages. How do I get <laughs> these? How do I? I'm like, I have no idea. I mean, that's <laughs> they they, yeah. they was in my mailbox. Go to MillerLite.com and see if you can find out. Let me know. Yeah. I know you can get them on eBay for for a low, low price. <laughs> yeah. Plus a few more pennies. Right. Oh, they were pretty but, freaking cool, though. I'll give them that. They were neat. But you got then you got to buy the little, uh, like, six-ounce cans or eight-ounce cans to put in there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just all novelty stuff or, or whatever you call it. I guess that keeps people going to, to their website. This is true. It, it keeps them going and more sales and more sales and more money. Yeah. My wife, my wife told me to quit, quit doing videos with, with their, uh, with their beer. If they ain't going to acknowledge me, I was like, yeah, but I like their beer, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I actually like find American Pilsner. Yeah, it started off with uh, my daughters told me uh, that I should start making a TikTok. And I'm like, I ain't doing that goofy shit. <laughs> I did one and it didn't do much. And then I did one making fun of Bush Light. And it got like, it was like my second or third video. And it got like 500,000 views, maybe something like that. And Jesus. I was like, okay. And then I started making fun of Bud Light. And then they got, and then 
you know, a few videos later, I had my first million view video. I think I was making fun of Alabama football team. So I've learned <laughs> that. Yeah, I've learned that if I make fun of something that people love, it gets a lot of comments. Um, there you go. So, but if, but if you make fun of Bush Light and Bud Light, they usually get butt hurt and start commenting. Which I have to remember that. Everybody I run around with, they all drink Bud Light or Bush Light or whatever. So it's all good. And if it's in my fridge, I'll drink it too. I just make videos making fun of it. <laughs> I just, oh, I, I can't do Bush Light. I did a long time ago. I mean, my wife loves, that's all my wife drinks. And I, I can't do it. Like take drinks. Like yeah. Fucking piss water. I just, yeah. Bush, Bush Light don't bother me as bad as Bud Light. And I used to drink, I drank Bud Light for years before I switched to Miller Light. Now I just don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a Bud. I mean, I I can do Coors Light. You know, I'll do Miller Light, Coors Light. I mean, I'll do some, you know, different IPAs every now and then. But, yeah, Silver Bullets or freaking Miller Light, I'll, that's my choice. Yeah, I, I try the IPAs, craft beer, whatever. Uh, I hit about one out of ten. Uh, I just, uh, you know, we were we were at a, a local bar here next to us that, that has uh, – craft beers and i was like you know what do you recommend he he's like well this one here tastes like a christmas tree <laughs> cool, i'm like what the he's like what the hell do i want to drink a beer that tastes <laughs> like a christmas tree i want to drink a beer that tastes like a beer yeah and i don't need fruit beer i don't need vegetable beer i just i just want beer and see i don't mind some of the you know citrus ipas i like those but I don't do that super hoppy dark shit or yeah, no. I don't think it's not mine. Then you got no. I mean Harley Fatboy Jr., he's he's a big huge uh Bud Light guy. That's his favorite beer. This guy. I don't know if you've seen him on YouTube, but that's his beer of choice. I love to make fun of that guy. He's a good guy though. Oh I'll check him out. <laughs> the uh um and I, like I love Budweiser. i Oh no, I, I can't do it. I but if I drank it I would weigh eight hundred pounds. I mean, so that's why I drink light beer. It's I don't I don't drink beer to get drunk. I drink beer to enjoy hang, it. hang out, socialize, shoot the shit with the wife. Uh, you know, one of our favorite things is go sit at the bar at the local wing place, drink two or three beers and sit there and bullshit with each other. And uh, you know, summer days when we're having a cookout or somebody's having a cookout. We play cornhole, beers, be stuff like that. and drink a lot of beer all day long. And if I drank one of them hoppy things, I'd drink about two and go get sick. Or you drink a few too many because they're seven, eight percent. Before you know it, you're just fucking blitzed. And right. then you can't play cornhole for shit. Right. Yeah. Although then, I fucking love that game. I'm not good at it, but it's so much fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, we played it a lot, and then we started playing a game called Beersby, where you got a you got two beer bottles sitting on top of two poles, and you throw a frisbee to try to knock the beer bottle off. Oh fuck! I'd never do that. I'd be throwing yeah. forever. I throw my shoulder it, out again. It's 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 a lot of fun. I made some beer pong. You know, we yeah, get into that. Love, love beer pong. All that beer pong flip cup we uh, we was playing uh flip cup uh last weekend in nashville in the parking lot of our hotel waiting on a kenny chesney concert <laughs> that's awesome there's uh 
actually the one of the kids I coached in football. Uh, his mom was actually my daughter's cheerleading coach, and they they were down in Nashville, couldn't get in the parking lot yet. So uh, we was like, well, just just come to our hotel and tailgate there until it starts. So they did. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, we did that when we were on vacation. The whole family we went over to Lake Coeur d'Alene in Idaho, and the VRBO that we rented had a uh, cornhole boards underneath the deck. So we pulled out in them, and you know, we a few nights get out there right on the shore of the lake and playing cornhole and fucking have a good time. Absolutely, it's a fun game. Now, have have you rode in Idaho? Yeah. Is there there are a lot of good good roads there? It seems like it'd be great. There is. I mean, you get the northern part. You got uh you got some of the mountains uh one of the awesome places i know that's real popular when it comes to motorcycles is you go come from missoula montana well you can come from the south of idaho but you go over lolo pass through the bitterroot mountains and it is a gorgeous freaking highway i know it's super popular same with uh beartooth pass in montana but idaho does have some great riding up north because you get the mountains and then you can go south where it's more, you know, kind of wide open desert land, but there's also some great riding throughout Idaho. I got basically, you know, my best friend's more like my brother. He lives down just southwest of Boise. So we spent a week down there two summers ago and, you know, did some riding. I I went down there on the bike, and that's when I actually did my uh, thousand-mile ride. I went yeah. from where I live in Port Angeles, and I rode through to Montana. I went over the Bitterroot Mountains and then rode the Panhandle of Idaho, all the way down and looped around Boise. So I did a thousand eighteen miles in eighteen hours four minutes. Hell yeah. And it was freaking awesome. It you know, some I know it's not for everybody. Some people look at it and say, Why the hell would you want to do that? But it's fun. I think the coolest part for me is I mean, I did mine a thousand miles out. So and I left early. I left like three in the morning because I wanted my plan was try to be there by say nine eight o'clock, nine o'clock where I'm not riding through an unfamiliar area at the dark. Well, when it's dark. Right. And so, you know, left here made great time, but then it takes time to get in some areas of traffic or you get in some of those unfamiliar areas. So of course you kind of, you know, take it easy a little bit, but then some areas through boys and I got down into Southern Idaho and it took a little bit longer. So I ended up, I don't think I got to his house around 10 o'clock at night, but it was awesome. I think for me, it's like you got that second wind following my, you know, I had everything mapped out on Google Maps. I'm looking, we check my phone. And you start getting that countdown going the other way. It's like two hours to your destination, one hour. And I think for me, I hit that two and a half hour mark saying, you know, I'd be at my destination. You got that second wind. Right. It's like, hell yeah. And then I had an awesome sunset down going through Idaho and it was super cool. I freaking loved it. And then, you know, I'm, I'll do another one. Well, like I said, I'll do another one in August, but. I wouldn't mind doing another one before then too. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Push yourself and, you know, a little bit, you know, mentally and physically, because it is, it's a ride that's not for everybody. But I think once you do it, you kind of get hooked. It's like, hey, this was fucking awesome. I want to do it again. Yeah. And I, it, it gets I into it. And... Now we rode, when we rode back from both, both times we went to Sturgis, when we rode back, we just came straight back. I mean, we stayed all night. You know, we done it in two days. Um, but uh, like this last trip, the second day we rode, we rode like is almost uh, right at eight hundred miles in 
a little over uh, uh, ten hours. That's so, not bad at all. And but everybody says, "How in the world did you do that?" And the truth is, man, if I'd have pulled in my driveway and somebody says, "Hey, I forgot my watch in Deadwood," I'd be like, "Let's go get it." <laughs> you know, I'd, yeah, I would go. That's right. Uh, so actually, Dallas had a question. When you were in uh, Nashville, did you visit any of the Harley dealers when you are in uh, Nashville? This last time we just went, they have uh, just a little storefront uh, on downtown Nashville. So we did that one, and uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Um, but it's the same, their, their main store where they have the bikes and all that, it's the same dealership as that. They just don't have bikes or nothing there. They just got... Like cool Nashville, store, basically. Yeah, Nashville uh, T-shirts and stuff. Uh, uh, Tammy, uh, she's not in there, but uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. But I, I'm one of them weirdos. That I try to get a chip, or a, I don't get T-shirts everywhere I go, but I'll get a chip and a koozie if they got a local dealership koozie. I always yeah. get the koozie. Uh, I, well, I can kind of see a little bit. I got all the chips lined on my sticker board from all the dealerships I've been to, and hopefully eventually it's going to go all the way around it. But, fuck, you know, when you get 30 40 50 bucks for a T-shirt, I go to a lot of the dealerships. I'll go right to their clearance rack. All right, what do you yeah. got on clearance? No doubt. Yeah, so a koozie's, a koozie is cheaper than a shirt. So so Dallas said Boswell? Yes, or, Boswell. Or Bumpus? I've been to both, but the one I was talking about that's downtown is is Boswell. Yeah, I know Dallas is, uh, he lives over by Nashville, the Dallas Face Mullet. Okay. That's his area of, of expertise. Yeah, last last year we rode the bikes to Nashville. We did uh, a Keith Whitley Memorial Ride. Um, that was super cool. His uh, son, his son, Jesse Whitley, he puts that on. Um, it's like a, it's a three-day party for them. We, did, we just went for the Saturday morning to... Uh, I don't know if any of your followers have heard of Keith Whitley, but oh yeah, uh, I mean, I myself I know I have. Uh, I was an amazing artist. Yes. Um, so basically, you leave. Uh, you you start to rally. You you, you ride through his uh, his house in Nashville, and then uh, you go to the cemetery, and uh, they have uh, probably about ten people there. They sing around his around his grave super cool and then after after that part of the ride's done they kind of rent out this barbecue place and go back there and they they drink beer barbecue hamburger hot dogs uh last year uh i know uh struggle struggle jennings was there mm-hmm. um well keith Whitley. yeah keith Whitley. we 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 always hear keith Whitley. We we listen to him all the time Dallas says, yeah, Moonshine would be the best dealer, Harley dealership over there, in his opinion. Yeah, we've been the Moonshine. I've heard a lot of things about Moonshine. Yeah. I like their uh, their local shirts and hats and stuff are pretty cool. Uh, now, our, our local one here, we have Pharaoh, which is in Columbus, which there's there's two Pharaohs in Columbus, Pharaoh uh, East, Pharaoh North. And then the, the closest one to me is in Mason, Ohio, which is called uh, Powder Keg. Um, so that, that's where powder keg is actually where I bought my road King. And then I bought the road glide in, uh, in Columbus at Faro East. 
Nice. But, but there's yeah, we got several actually. There's uh, Cincinnati's got two right across the river, and Covington's got a uh, got another one. Uh, let's see, uh, Zeno, Ohio, which is about twenty five minutes. They got one called Buckman's. Uh, Richmond, well, there's actually one in Richmond, Indiana, just closed. So I know Harley's on that shutdown right now, too. So, yeah, like the closest dealership for me is about a little over an hour away in Silverdale, then all the rest are all through the Puget Sound, which is a good two, two and a half hours away for me to get to an actual dealership. Yeah, I could, uh, I probably got seven I could get to in under an hour right here. Yeah, not me. But, yeah, Keith Willing, Chris Ledoux, good. They both died way too early. That's oh yeah, true. Yeah, we uh, we love Chris Ledoux too. My my wife just had. We went to a Garth Brooks concert a few weeks ago, and the the shirt she bought was uh, it said just Ledoux it. Uh, little, Actually, just got a bottle in the mail of just Ledoux it whiskey, and it was fucking amazing. There you go. Courtesy of freaking Springer Mike in in Wyoming, it was. That shit's fucking impressive. I'm gonna when I travel through that area, I will be getting some more. Yeah. Well, if you if you go through a, a few of my Instagrams back to our last uh, Sturgis trip, I got a. I, we literally went to Cheyenne for Chris Ledoux's statue. It just got unveiled uh, there at the uh, Frontier Days in Cheyenne uh, about two weeks before we went through there. Uh, so we, I actually pulled the bike up onto the platform and took a picture with his uh, statue there, Chris Ledoux. I can remember years back, the wife and I went and saw him in concert with Chris Ledoux and the Bulls Only Rodeo. It was freaking awesome. Nice. That was and, a good show. Yeah, I've never seen him. I'd, I'd like to. And then, of course, they got the Lame Frost uh, statue on the other end of the fairground there. Pretty cool. Yeah. But Cheyenne was Cheyenne was a, a cool little town. Uh, you know there ain't there ain't no real big towns in Wyoming. But <laughs> I've been noticing that as I've been trying to you know plan my route from east to west in Wyoming. It's like man, it is pretty desolate. There's you know it's just trying to figure out gas stops and really having to zoom in and and check shit just to make sure because I don't feel like running out of gas in the middle of Wyoming. Yeah, our worst uh, our worst gas experience was leaving uh, uh, Dodge City, Kansas, going to um, Colorado Springs on hi uh, Highway 50 in Kansas. You get to a little spot, and it there's a sign that says "No services for the next 70 miles." And you, you look at your gas, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gonna work." Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we did that super cool and uh you got on a road and you didn't turn you, it was like you didn't move your handlebars for 70 miles it was it was so and you didn't see a car a house or nothing but so we were traveling pretty pretty fast oh i yeah. don't doubt it i, I want to get down through colorado it's another area i'd love to travel through and you know i mean you know see the million dollar highway but there's some awesome country to be seen and Within oh, yeah. the own, you know, the borders of our own country, yeah. you've got some awesome areas, and that's the other cool thing is you know linking up with people doing this from different areas, and 
you know, getting here, some of the areas where they ride over there and you just build that bucket list of places that you want to get to and check out. Cause there's so much to see in our own country that you know, I think yeah. some people don't realize. And I, I told my wife that not too long ago, we were before COVID, we were doing a couple cruises, uh, going to the Caribbean, uh, Eastern Caribbean, Western Caribbean, Mexico, which was awesome. And, uh, and we actually had one booked up. Yeah, we had one booked when COVID started, you know, obviously we canceled it. And uh, I told her, I was like, you know, the more and more I think about it is there's a whole lot of our country I want to see before I need to leave. It. Yeah, very uh, true. And and Colorado has up to this point, it's my, you know, we did all the Sturgis rides. Uh, I've rode in Tennessee, Kentucky, but my favorite ride is uh, right outside of Estes Park, Colorado, and it's called Big Thompson River Road. And you you basically ride the route of the river, the whole ride. It's amazing. It's the There's best a highway ride like that outside of uh, Pendleton, Oregon. It's uh, 395 goes south, and you're, I don't know which river it is, but it's the same thing. It's miles. You're just following the river. And that's yeah. basically how Lolo Pass is. You're following, I can't remember the river once you're climbing up from Montana side, but once you crest it and you start going down the other side, you're riding the uh, Clearwater River all the way back down through the Idaho side. And either way, you're along the river, and it's an awesome freaking ride. It is gorgeous. Yeah. The only problem with this one is, is you, you just you stop so much because it's so amazing. It's like you want to see this, you want to see that, you want to see <laughs> and it's amazing. My favorite road. I mean, Needles Highway is super cool just because the rock formations and everything. But, you know, you got – when I've done it, both times I've done it, there was 800,000 bikes in front of you, and you're just sitting there putting along. And Which, you know, on that road you're going to putt along anyway unless you're just amazing. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's switchbacks, big day, all that. But – um Big Thompson River Road was, was awesome. And Estes Park, Colorado is probably uh, up to that point. The I, I was in San Francisco in 1996, and that was a beautiful city. Loved it. You know, and just the, the architect and the, the ocean in the background, the Golden Gate Bridge, just beautiful. And then we went to Estes Park, which is nothing like that. It's basically a, a, a small lake in the mountains. And it was the, it's the beautiful place I've ever been. And now I've been to, I've been to the Caribbean, Mexico and everywhere. And Estes Park, which is the size of any small town in America. It's awesome. Highly recommend anybody go to Estes Park. What I think is, I don't think a lot of people, you know, for somebody that's not into motorcycles, I don't think they don't understand where traveling by motorcycle is so much more intimate. I think you, you notice a lot more things just because maybe it's safety, you're watching the road, you're trying to be safe when you're riding, but I think you see so much more when oh, you're on a motorcycle than when you're on a car. And just the smells, the scents, I mean, everything, the areas you're going through, it's, you know, it's nothing like traveling by car. It's, you know, yeah. a, just an awesome experience. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no comparison to the two. I, uh, I love it. I would, if somebody pulled, you know, I, I'm off most weekends. So if somebody comes to my house on a Friday and says, Hey, do you want to do this? I'm usually going to say yes. 
when it comes to being yeah. on the bike. <laughs> yeah, as long as it ain't pouring rain, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any any time. Yeah, that's what I love about you know my, with my new career. Well, I've been driving truck by year and a half now. Is Monday through Friday with weekends off, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah. As long as and, the weekends, but lately for us up here in the Northwest, where this year I think has been the wettest spring that I can ever remember in my life of living here. The amount of rain we've been getting is insane. Yeah, we we started off, but it's it's been nice here lately. And we yeah. uh, we had a <clears throat> excuse me, we had a uh, pool out back for about the last eighteen years, and uh, we bought the bike in the first summer, and we use our pool every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday all summer long. People's over here. We're drinking, grilling, doing whatever. And we got the when we first got the bike, we uh, we was in the pool about half the time as we normally was. And then the second year, I was in it once. The second year after having <laughs> the bike, I, I was in it once. My wife was in it about three or four times. Last year, my wife was in it zero, and I was in it once to get something out of it. So. Right now, I'm in the middle of tearing out all of our pool and filling it all back in. I ain't paying. We don't. We just don't. If it's nice out, we're on the bike. If it's, uh, I have no interest in floating in a pool when I could be riding a motorcycle. Exactly. You know, life has changed. Yeah, that's for the better. Yep. For the better. Oh, absolutely. I don't disagree. Yeah, I mean, it's like. I can see having, you know, when kids are younger, you know, all that stuff, your experience, you know, the pool could be a lot of fun, but, you know, as kids get older, all of a sudden, you know, like, you know, you found motorcycles the last few years and it's like, yeah. hey, you know what? This is awesome. And I can totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. And I've always, uh, always wanted the bike, but uh, she would talk me out of it. My, my dad, my, he was way, way against it. He always said he would cut me if I bought a motorcycle, but he uh, he had wrecked the motorcycle with me on the back when I was probably about four, and uh, burnt burnt my leg pretty good. <laughs> uh, so he was that was the last time he rode a motorcycle, and uh, he I, always I can understand it and, and see where he's coming from on that. Uh, so he he just don't ever get a motorcycle, and then he he had had a. Uh, uh, stroke a few years ago and I figured since he had a stroke he couldn't whip me no more so <laughs> I went I went and bought a motorcycle and uh, he told me not to get never get a motorcycle and never get tattoos so the day of his funeral we went and done all these <laughs> <laughs> so but nah I just that was part of the reason I always respected his wishes uh, of not getting one, but I always wanted, always, always loved them, envied the people that was on them. And uh, now that I got them, I, I love it. And hopefully I do it till I can't hold it up no more. It, it's the best way to travel, Mike, you know, my opinion. Just the cool thing, you're on a bike, you want to say you see something going down the highway, it doesn't take much room to pull a bike over and go check something out. Yeah. And it's yes. just it's an awesome way to travel. It's just, there's, you won't understand it or, I mean, you do, but I mean, people won't understand it until they experience it. And, and 
and realize that traveling by two wheels on a motorcycle is just a once in a lifetime experience. And then all of a sudden it becomes your life. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's a lot of haters. There's, there's a lot of motorcycles. Oh, hell yeah, there is. There. And, uh, I don't, I don't really get that, but, um, I don't know if they've had bad experiences with them or what, but we just, you know, we'll, there'll be six, seven, eight bikes pull up in my driveway. And by the time we get through my neighborhood, every little kid in the, in the neighborhood is outside waving. Oh you yeah. Know? Yep. Uh, their parents might not be, but the little kids are. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's super fun. You know, it, it's just a good time. And, you know, once you get it in your blood, it's, it's there and, you know, you just enjoy it for life. Yeah. Life on two wheels. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, to many more miles. Absolutely. Well, dude, man, thanks a lot for coming on and, you know, and shooting the shit and talking bikes, man. I know you said this is your first podcast, but fuck, dude, this was awesome, man. I enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate you having me, man. Any other time you interested, give me a holler. Absolutely. Uh, so, hey, beforehand, I want you to let everybody know where they can follow your little adventures because, dude, you got a serious TikTok following, man, like over 350,000. That's fucking awesome. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so it's uh, my TikTok and Instagram is the Bam Bam Show. Um, I'm just now starting a YouTube, and it, it's the same thing, the Bam Bam Show. Uh, Facebook, Bam Bam Show. Um I didn't realize you could do this stuff on Facebook. I started doing it on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I got a video on there. It's got 40 million views. Oh, uh, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, I got like, I think that jumped up. I didn't even know people could follow you. I guess there's a there's an option you can uh, uh, allow people to follow you. So I, we got like 20,000 followers on there in the last two weeks. Uh, Damn. But it's a... Uh, just don't ever take nothing I do serious, man. You'll enjoy a couple laughs. I, I guarantee oh, dude, that. I, I've enjoyed it since, I mean, I follow your page for quite a while. And then it was a while back where I think you started following mine. I was like, holy shit, he's following me back. And I mean, it's like, you know, shit, I think I'm maybe 4,700-ish, somewhere in there on TikTok. But no, dude, your, your content is fucking hysterical. I freaking love it. Yeah, that's just try to do little wisecracks. And hopefully nobody gets offended and enjoys it. And, uh, uh, yeah, we have fun with, you know. But and yeah, that's what it's all about. You just have fun and just just do it. Yeah, all of them is uh, the Bam Bam Show, and uh, if you can't find my YouTube, it's on a link in my TikTok. Uh, the the Bam Bam Show, um, and Perfect. hopefully we'll start getting more. Uh, I did a little bit of filming yesterday while we were gone. Uh, as soon as I figure out YouTube, I'll start posting them too. Uh, there you go. But uh, yeah, appreciate you having me on, man. Absolutely, man. This was a lot of fun, man. Thank you for, you know, coming hanging out. So actually hanging off you, we'll shoot the shit for a minute. So, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in to Milepost 66. Next Sunday, tune in for uh, That Girl Go-Go. That'll be interesting. I know she's hit 48, 49 states, and she is now getting ready to hit state number 50 on her motorcycle. It's going to be cool to hear her story and check everything out. So uh, until then, guys, thanks for tuning in. Ride safe, have fun, enjoy that open road. Catch you guys later.